Ever dreamt of quitting your job, selling your possessions, and traveling the world? We did, and now we're making it a reality and a podcast. Welcome to Live Let Rome, a travel podcast. I'm Christy. And this is Eric. Join us on our travel adventures as we look to educate and inspire you to travel more and get the most out of each travel experience. Welcome to episode six of Live Let Rome. We are enjoying the Mediterranean spring, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about our stay in Bilbao. So Bilbao, where is that? We're still in Spain. Bilbao is located on the northern coast of Spain near the French border. It's about 75 miles or about 120 kilometers away from France. The population of Bilbao is 350,000, making it comparable to the U.S. city of St. Louis, Missouri. And just a few quick facts. Bilbao is the largest city in the Basque country, and the Basques have their own identity, language, and customs, and it's one of the oldest ethnic groups in Europe. It's recognized in 2010 for its great urban transformation since the 1990s. It's known for its stunning architecture and has the amazing Guggenheim Bilbao Museum, which was designed by Frank Gehry, housing well-known artists of the late 20th century like Richard Serra and Jeff Koons. Our experience and knowledge of Bilbao, I would say I had some precursory experience. I had never been here before. But I did know of the Guggenheim Museum. I think we both knew of the Guggenheim because how else can you miss that? The main information I got about Guggenheim Bilbao was also through Dan Brown's book, Origin. And in that first part of the book, he describes the facade and the experience of walking around the museum and seeing these giant structures and sculptures. I also did have a little bit information about the Basque Country doing myancestry.com. I did have a couple percentage come up through that, and I was curious to learn a little bit more about that. Eric? Yeah, no, I've been to southern Spain once for a couple weeks, but I've never been to northern Spain. Always wanted to go. Again, heard about Frank Gehry's museum, the Guggenheim Museum. Wanted to see that. Also knew it through Anthony Bourdain's visit to St. Sebastian, which is a nearby town, which we didn't have a chance to visit. But Anthony Bourdain on the Cook's Tour talked about the great food in northern Spain and the pinchos and everything else wonderful about that area. So we were close by. It fit in our itinerary. We're like, let's go to Bilbao. And your favorite word is pinchos. Pinchos. I think I can hear you saying it in your sleep. Pinchos, pinchos. So where did we stay and for how long? So we stayed on the outer edge of Bilbao in an area called the La Vieja, which also translates to the Old Town. And we were there for four days and three nights, which I thought was a perfect amount of time. Yeah, we got a good taste of the city in just a few short days. The main thing about how to get around the city, walking is always a great option if you can do so. 
But I think the public transportation, it becomes your big friend here. It was a little difficult for us. It took us a little bit to get through. Buying a transport card, you can just buy it for three euro and then it loads money. And with that money, it actually saves you 50%. So it basically pays for itself once you buy this card in like two train rides. But I'm going to post a separate blog about this because I actually looked it up and I couldn't get a clear answer and I was jumping between a lot of different sites. So that was a little bit frustrating, but I think it's something that we face when we hit every city, if it's a public transportation, that initial frustration of <laughs> why don't I know how this works in a different language that is always frustrating. So now we're going to talk about our standout moments from Bilbao and our experience. And what set out for me was one overall great day. It started in the morning by viewing the city from above, from a funicular on top of a mountain, to a tasty menu del dia, and ending the day with a stroll through the park. So one of the things that our Airbnb host recommended from the beginning was to take this funicular to the top of the mountain and using our Barrett card for about three euros. It's a great way to start your day, and it's a great way to start your experience in Bilbao. First of all, you get a great panoramic view of the city and the view of the Guggenheim Museum from above and the sculptures, which is excellent. There's also some history on the top of this mountain with the Civil War, the Battle of Bilbao, and some great viewing areas and just great places to sit and watch people. We spent about an hour, would you say about an hour and 15 minutes up there? Yeah, it was very peaceful. And for me, I just really just like staring off into the distance and being able to see and try to find where our Airbnb is in relation to the city. And I also really liked where the funicular was, the neighborhood where it was. It's north of the city, you walk over a bridge. Before we went up the funicular, I scouted out some places to eat for lunch, checked out the menu del dia, took some pictures of the menu, which I like to do. And that's where we ended up going, was this restaurant called Novo Cento, which is kind of like this rock and roll restaurant museum kind of hard to describe but they had Led Zeppelin blaring and and Nirvana artwork and things like that it was really cool and what was great about it is you sit down and you order the menu del dia it was like 12 euros and they pop a bottle of wine for everyone on the table so I got this great Rioja wine and a steak frite and some pasta and some soup and bread and this fancy water and it was like 12 euros i'm like yeah but you didn't know it was going to be a whole <laughs> bottle of wine it's not, typically the menu the idea usually comes with a glass not a whole bottle yeah it is true so this place was just going over the top which i liked <laughs> and i really enjoyed it and then the kicker was at the end you get dessert you get coffee cafe con leche i'm like all right great bring it out so then they brought this homemade carrot cake and i'm not a big fan of carrot cake to be honest with you it's not my favorite, but this one was special. It just had like these fresh ground spices and it had like a caramely, crunchy crust and a homemade frosting, three quarters of a bottle of wine, and then this dessert and coffee. It was just, it was just really good. It you know? was my favorite part of the meal. For me, the menu del dia can be too much fruit and too much options that I just want a simple ham sandwich. The carrot cake was definitely the icing on the top of the cake. And then it put us in you know, kind of a fun mood, and then we looked up this park that was about a half mile from, at this point, we crossed the bridge to the Guggenheim. It was just great. We walked there. It's called Calcita Park, 
and is adjacent to the Guggenheim Bilbao. It's about a half mile away. We went there and just kind of meditated, just sat on the benches and just people watched. And these really hyperactive Yorkshire Terriers and other dogs that were just chasing pigeons around. I got a little video of them Mm -hmm. doing that. I'll put it up on the site. It's on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. But it was just super fun and really relaxing after this really filling meal to just sit in this park on a beautiful day and watch these dogs chasing pigeons. And then after that, we headed home about a mile away, taking our time, taking pictures through all this cool neighborhood. And it was one of those perfect days. For me, my perfect moment, I would say, is the Guggenheim Museum Bilbao. Definitely the crown jewel of the city. It's a wonderful feat, stunning architecture, and it truly sets the city apart. The building itself is designed by Frank Gehry, and what he did is not only just build a beautiful structure and place it in location, he really took the time to work and intertwine this building and has become part of the city. The building itself is just gorgeous. It almost looks like flowing waves and it has different metal pieces. And then it kind of coincides with the bridge that crosses over and you have some color pops there. So they take the art aspect throughout, not just the inside of the building, but all around it as you view it from different points. And the city itself around it doesn't disappoint. You can see the city itself has modern elements, but it'll have some traditional elements and some kind of retro Art Nouveau elements as well. And as you start on the outside of the Guggenheim, you see these outside sculptures and they're massive. One of the first ones you're going to see is a Jeff Koons puppy. And the puppy itself, I think he's had several of these puppies and he repeats this. But this puppy is covered in flowers and different kind of plants. Gorgeous piece. You have the plants. You have these birds that are kind of nestling into these live places. And you have bees living into it. It kind of takes on a whole different entity itself than its original element. Some additional sculptures that I found stunning was this giant spider. And it was made by Louise Bourgeois. And this is something that she is known for. She does a lot of organic metal work. I want to say insect-like, a lot of those pieces, those organic, she'll do some cocoon work. But this itself is a giant metal spider. And in this metal spider, as you're going underneath it, it's almost as big as a house. You can see in its undercarriage, these white stones, which almost appear like eggs. When I describe the science talking, Eric, it's very being in the movie, The Mist. And as you're looking at this spider, I'm thinking, oh my God, if that came to life, I would freak out. And it's right by the river, which it looks like maybe it crawled out of the river onto the sidewalk. And then people walk underneath it. So when you're looking at it from above, it looks like the spider's kind of eating people. It definitely falls in the weird category. I think of Bilbao. It's just interesting. And it's one of the most fantastic sculptures I've ever seen. Well, yeah, it's definitely, it creates a great emotive response. Whether you know a single thing about art, you know this giant spider is pretty amazing. And then when you go inside, there's some really great stunning pieces there. Now, that was something that I was unexpected. I thought it would have maybe a few selections. It's all shiny on the outside and nothing much substance. But it turns out I was entirely wrong. They have a stunning collection of late 20th century artists. They had a great du buffet exhibit. But what brought my eyes to a nice smile was walking into a room and noticing one of these pieces by Mark Rothko. And it was something that 
meant a lot to me because in my pandemic life, when we were all locked in, what I sought refuge was, of course, was in art. And with art, I joined the Pandemic Recreation Challenge where you recreated famous artworks with items at home. This is nothing that you purchased. It's just things have been lying around and your normal ingenuity and in making this happen. And I had done one of his paintings and I was so excited to be standing in front of it to say, you know, I got one that the fact I got to travel and I'm now no longer locked in my house for two years that you get to experience the world again, which I miss so much. The other aspect of what I loved about the museum, they had this great exhibit by Richard Serra and it's the matter of time. And he did a large installation piece here and he has artworks over different cities as well, but this takes a whole room. And the art itself is really about experience. It's something that you navigate almost through like a labyrinth and it's a visual experience, but at the same point, it's an auditory experience. So as you're working your way through these pathways, as you're making noises, you're hearing these echo chambers. And I'm going to let Eric talk to you a little bit about that because he was like a kid in a candy shop. Well, it's anything that makes noise. I'm all about it. You're walking through these metal corridors. And you stomp your feet. You talk. And it's like a hyper echo that just reverberates. And it sounds in the whole room. And this room is very large. What was cool is we were, we're going to put some sound recordings here on the podcast but when we started doing it, then other tourists were doing it. And this room just took on its life of its own with all the sound. Just really interesting. And I think the artist meant it to be interactive like this and make it fun and not stuffy. So it was, it was definitely that. And it was something I learned. I had seen this artist, Richard Serra, before and Louise Bourgeois, the spider lady. In New York, they have works at the Dia Beacon in Beacon, New York. And she had shared that experience of the sound element of his work. And that's something, one of the first thing I had to share, because I know Eric, as a drummer himself, would go nuts in here. <laughs> Pretty much. So my overall impressions of Bilbao as a city was really just a living, breathing creativity that was unlike any other city I've been to, certainly in Spain, but really hard to put your finger on it and describe it to compare to any other city in the world. Yeah, I would liken it to what Austin would be like for Texas. So Austin itself is known for its moniker of keep it weird, but it's still a little bit of Texas, how so we can compare Bilbao to something like that. Yeah, and a little bit like Budapest, Hungary, you have this river with the bridges going mm -hmm. over. It's walkable, but you can also get lost too. But it just had its own identity, and it was really a city unique onto itself. So last but not least, we were chasing Invader art. So Invader is a street artist, similar to Banksy, and he identifies as an unidentified free artist. And he uses the 8-bit design from the old Space Invader games to call attention to overlooked parts of the city. There were some invaders that were mapped out in the city, like literally you can just type in Space Invaders into Google Maps and you can find these. And there are some that you are fine on your own. And this is only people that are actually pinning it to. But the joy of this artwork 
like Bilbao itself, is kind of going around a different corner and discovering a new aspect and seeing this little piece. So when he puts a piece there, he wants you to look in and around it and you get that feel that gives you more an immersive part of the city and its culture itself. And it was like a scavenger hunt, trying to find these and track them down. It was really fun and we really got into it. And when we found them, some of them are really small. Some of them are a little larger, but some are only 10 inches across and things of that. And what was also funny is that you also recreated one of his works. If you check out my Instagram at Curriculuru, you'll see that I did a Pac-Man piece that I had recreated. And it is by Invader. And this piece was originally in Bilbao. He had done about 40 pieces in Bilbao at the time. I think from what I read on some articles, about 13 of them have been destroyed. What he does is tile work. So these are mosaic tiles that he's cementing to these different surfaces. They're fun, they're witty, and it's a nice little different aspect of venture if you want to do the different side of art. Yeah, it was really an immersive experience and finding them were really fun. Wrapping it up, what have we learned today? Mixing tradition with the beat of your own drum creates beautiful results. Bilbao is a unique city that blends its tradition of the Basque country with modern elements. And learn the public transportation. I know, again, it gets better after initial frustration. And also, if you take the funicular to the top, you're going to get great views of the city. Art and music are reflected in every corner of Bilbao. Be sure to visit the Guggenheim Museum, even if you aren't a big art fan. Our next city is going to be Zaragoza, Spain. Remember, our goal is to educate and inspire you to take your next adventure near or far. So what are you waiting for? Thank you for tuning in to Live Let Rome. Visit our website for more to see and read at liveletrome.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Simply search Live Let Rome. Our podcast is free wherever you listen. Be sure to subscribe. To support Live Let Rome, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Feel free to drop us an email at liveletrome at gmail.com and include your show questions, recommendations, or to share your travel adventures and we may feature you on an upcoming episode. So until next time, get out and roam.